This is the Hansen's Corner podcast from the 22nd of July 2019. What can Formula One and Formula E learn from each other? Which can also be read on hansenscorner.com forward slash blog. Ever since its dawn in 1950, Formula One is the pinnacle motor racing series with petrol heads and casual observers alike. Equally, I reckon since the 1990s, and especially during Michael Schumacher's well-deserved dominance between 2000 and 2004, it developed the stigma of, oh, it's just cars going round in circles. Partly thanks to the sophisticated aerodynamics that make overtaking tricky, partly the expensive and complex hybrid engines, partly the budget inequality between the big three teams, Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull, and the less funded teams, such as Racing Point and Haas. Formula E, on the other hand, is a new kid on the block, aiming to bring motor racing, the potential of electrical automotive technology, and a concern for the environment together. It's now a serious rival to F1, with many major car manufacturers ranging from Audi, BMW, Citroën via their DS Automobiles brand, Nissan, and Jaguar taking part on street circuits in five continents, including Saudi Arabia, Mexico City, New York, and London. Recently, Formula E's chairman and CEO Alejandro Agag talked to the press before F1's Austrian Grand Prix, claiming that much of F1's issues stem from the team's self-interest and little regard for the sport as a whole. Watching Formula E in comparison to F1 is like watching a demo of a 16K connected holographic TV so ahead of its time with cutting-edge on-screen graphics, heavy emphasis on fan interaction both at the circuit and on social media, especially with Fan Boost, where people can vote for their favourite driver and whoever gets the most votes can use the extra burst of electrical power lasting a few seconds to gain an advantage or overtake. The close racing is another plus. The finish to the Mexico City e Prix in February was the most incredible finish I have ever seen to a motor race, and I've been following motorsport for more than 20 years. Compare this to F1, and aside from branding changes... It looks like not much has changed in the last 10 plus years. It's the motor racing equivalent of an aging uncle reluctant to accept the original iPod is no longer hip and trendy. However, in fairness, since Liberty Media took the reins in July 2018, the sport has been catching up with greater social media engagement, wider fan participation, richer multimedia content in terms of video, and the Beyond the Grid podcast a personal favourite of mine. Plus, a major regulation overhaul is due for 2021, with the aim of shrinking the budget inequality via a budget cap of 175 million US dollars. Ferrari and Mercedes currently spend around 410 million and 400 million US dollars respectively, contrasting with Racing Point who have a 120 million US dollar budget. This also extends to introducing equality for F1 revenue and prize money distribution. Currently, it's heavily tilted towards the big three. 
The cost of Formula E cars by comparison is near 1 million euros. However, it should be clearly stated Formula E is a single make series, unlike F1, since the teams use the same power unit produced by McLaren. So perhaps not a fair like-for-like comparison in simplistic terms. Another advantage Formula E has over F1 is recognising the remaining relevance of free-to-air coverage. In many territories, F1 is now exclusively behind paywalls of subscription channels, and in the UK, it could become another one from 2020 if Channel 4 doesn't renew their contract. Formula E is shown on the BBC in the UK, and worldwide via YouTube Live. I believe free-to-air TV coverage is still important to entice new followers and inspire those pondering a career in motorsport. The jury is still out whether or not all of these changes will make a difference. I would agree with Agag to an extent that the teams shouldn't have an overarching say on the sport's direction. Democracy within any business is a great thing, providing it is balanced with strong leadership and a clear vision. I love both of them personally, as a lifelong motorsport fan. But I can see the challenges in both. F1, with its historical issues, as well as deciding what it should be in the future. Formula E, with its long-term sustainability concerns, after shedding 140 million US dollars in losses over four years. Who takes the chequered flag in the race to be the dominant motorsport? The race isn't over yet. This was the Hansen's Corner podcast for hansenscorner.com, written and read by yours truly, Matthew Hansen. This was a Hansen's Corner production. Hansen'sCorner.com